Okay, my next guest is in charge of Dunsany Castle and Domain, an estate he inherited 10 years ago. And when we think of estates in Ireland, we largely think of rambling country houses, usually hotels, often wedding venues. But that is not what's happening here. Instead, this has become an absolute experiment in rewilding on a grand scale. And I am so delighted to be joined by Randall Plunkett, who is the 21st Baron of Dunsany on the line now. Hello, Randall. Is it okay if I call you Randall? You please do. <laughs> How do you feel about that title? What, Randall? Well, that's, the that's 20, name, so 21st like Baron of Dunsany. Sorry, say that again. The 21st Baron of Dunsany bit. That's definitely what they call me sometimes, but uh, I go by Randall or something worse usually, depending on who's shouting at me. Okay, all right. I love it, Randall. Um, so I have been reading about this. I mean, a project seems like too small a word to describe what you've been doing um, with your family estate. And, and I'm never going to explain it the way that you can. So tell me a little bit about Dunsany Castle and Domain and what it is that you're trying to do there. So we're a very old family. We've, I think we're now the oldest family in Ireland. Um, the castle's almost 900 years old. And, um, yeah, we, we came with the Normans and uh, with the longest lasting family still in one place. So the thing is, is that obviously in the past it was a large estate with lots of farmland and et cetera, and, and still has lots of farmland. But the, uh, the thing is, is that we changed the scope of the place. Um, I think I don't need to say it to anybody at this point that the environment in Ireland is suffering pretty hard, mm. and it doesn't seem to be getting any better. And as nice as all the political parties are, we're not really making much progress, are we? Mm. So um, 10 years ago, uh, I was sort of faced with this, and I was seeing this a lot, and I decided I was going to do something at first in secret. So I... Um, I decided to take a large section of my land and leave it for nature. But the, uh, the, the interesting thing at the time, didn't know what I was doing, mm-hmm. didn't know even what it was called. I just sort of said, ah, sure, well, it's called nature preservation. That's mm-hmm. what we'll call it. And then a few years ago, the term rewilding started being kicked around. And yeah. I realized that's exactly what I was doing. Mm-hmm. So initially, for the first five years, nobody knew about it. The neighbors just thought I was crazy okay. uh, or a complete waster. Some of them probably still think that, but, yeah. you know, that's a different issue. But the thing is, what started happening is the whole place started transforming. Yeah. Animals, plants, things I didn't know what they were. So from being an ignorant filmmaker, I suddenly found myself late night going on Google trying to identify weird birds, strange mushrooms, and all kinds of things and noises that I'd never heard before. And had, had you had an interest in kind of wildlife before, or was it really just born out of the concern that you have for the climate? From afar. Okay. So I was always, we were always very into preservation. We mm. don't like chemicals. We, never, we don't like cutting down trees. Mm. Um, but I wouldn't say that I was super enthusiastic about it. Like, right. I certainly wasn't passionate. You'd never see me there with a picket fence. Okay. Um, <laughs> or a sign or shouting abuse. So, you know, I was always kind of into that. I certainly didn't litter, mm. but, you know, I certainly wasn't, you know, burning any bras or anything like that. Yeah, and you weren't Googling mushrooms. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, at least maybe perhaps the magic kind. But, <laughs> but apart from that, no, um, I didn't. And the thing is, it was something that kind of I learned yeah. uh, through doing. And, you know, after about a year or two, I was really, I became really interested in it because all these changes were happening. Mm. And, you know, the... I had a sort of overly romantic view of Ireland, you know, because I'm a filmmaker, so I always want the drama. Mm -hmm. And I sort of had this 
romantic view of the wild Ireland. But, you know, the truth is there isn't much wild Ireland left, mm. uh, maybe a little bit in Kerry. Mm. But everywhere else, certainly nothing in Meath. Mm. Um, so I decided that I was going to do something about it. And the thing is, is that we've now getting to eight years now. Yeah. Um, and only started talking about it out loud maybe about a year and a half to two years ago. Yeah. And uh, let's just say the it has been loud now. Yeah. Well, well, I'm interested to hear because previously the land was agricultural, right? It still is. Uh, partially agriculture. So I've taken about a third of it okay. and turned it into rewilding. I literally had to, you see, when I told my parents or my mother at the time mm. that we were going to do this thing, and uh, my accountant as well was in the room, and I said, we we're going to do it. And uh, they said, great, well, what, what, what are we going to get for it? And I said, uh, absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't need to tell you that these estates are extremely difficult to run, yeah, very expensive, expensive, and there's always problems. And uh, my accountant, I think, sort of nearly spilt his coffee on himself, saying, you're going to do all, take all this land and do nothing with it, and you're going to make no money from it, no subsidies, no nothing. And I said, yes. And then he asked me if I'd won the lotto, and I said, no. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, I did it for nothing, uh, because I wanted to, and kept it a secret for five years. And then I started discovering so many things that I decided, you know, I was actually being very selfish because there was scientific stuff that was being lost here, and there was yeah. a real opportunity, because nobody really knows much about rewilding. And I know there's a lot of experts who claim that they know a lot, but the truth is it's still very new stuff. Yeah. Um, and certainly it's not been tried in Ireland in this manner yeah, with land say, like this Yeah, like at such a large scale as well. Like it's 750 acres, right? Roughly about that, yeah. Yeah, so I can't imagine anybody else is doing it at that scale. No. And presumably there's all kinds of benefits to a, such a large space being rewilded. Because like, look, I mean, we have patches of land here in RTE which have been rewilded and that's great, but they're little patches, you know. There's not much land left to rewild here, actually, to be honest. But um, so, have you, so have you invited scientists in then to, to see? Absolutely. So about about five years ago, I had a sort of an epiphany that I um, was being very silly. Um, and then so I started calling people up and getting people down. So I, I joined Rewilding Europe. Um, and then I got Trinity College doing stuff now. We're now talking to DCU. We're going to be doing stuff. Um, we were taking studies with, with um, Birdwatch Ireland. And then that wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. So I started, uh, I reached out to Bee Conservation Ireland. So we're doing stuff with them. Mm-hmm. Um, Basically, we decided to go to war against the nature destruction of Ireland. And but tell simply. me, what have the, the people around you thought of this effort? Like, what have other farmers thought? And have you inspired anyone else to do something similar? So it works like this. Uh, <laughs> I have lots of neighbors who love it. I think yeah. it's great because they're seeing animals in their garden that they never saw before. A lot of old people... Um, get sort of very sort of, I won't say cheerful, but they get very excited because they're seeing the land that they used to see when they were children. Yeah. Um, and then also, yeah, no, so it's been very successful that respect. And then from the intellectual community, it's very, very exciting for them because, yeah. this, is a, because this is not a business in the sense that, you know, it's not a theme park. Yeah. Um, I'm not having a petting zoo. Yeah. You actually have a completely unbiased um, opportunity to study nature without a compromise because like i said it's if the science uh shifts one way or the other it doesn't mean anything to me because i'm not i haven't got a financial benefit from it either way and i mean what about that financial hit though i mean like is your accountant still raging with you well he smiles at me now (laughs) but uh but yeah no it's it's mostly mostly uh 
yeah, there's a financial hit. But you know what? To be honest with you, it's, it's like taxes. I mean, we're all, it's all our planet. Mm. This is all our country. And everybody needs to do something. Mm. Now, some people can afford to do a bit more. Yeah. Some people only have a windowsill. Yeah. But, you know, there's no excuse for you not to put plants on your windowsill. And just like uh, there's no excuse for waste. Waste mm. is the worst of all sins. And I've decided that, look, my contribution is a bit higher. It's hard mm. to afford. But I'm going to keep doing it. And I've done it for seven and a half years. I'm going to do it for another seven and a half years and maybe even beyond. Hopefully the children will uh, will look after it after I'm gone. Yeah, well, I was going to say, you you have a baby daughter, don't you? I do, yeah. And has that impacted how you feel about all this at all? Absolutely, because we're, do, we're doing it for the children because, mm. you know, the trees I look at outside were planted 300 years ago. Mm. Though the people who planted those trees never got to see them grow. Mm. So we're planting seeds in this country so that the great-grandchildren will get to see the trees. Mm. And that's the way I look at it. You know, we're, we, we have been sort of, the idea of being, a, to being an individual has been promoted for so long, and it's a great thing. But at the same time, we forget sometimes that we're a society, that we're a civilization. Mm-hmm. And we have to really look at ourselves as, as, uh, unanim- a, un- as a unity, you know. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is that if we don't really think ahead... We leave nothing behind for anybody else. Yeah. It's very selfish. Can I ask as well, because I gather you're a vegan um, and that's like a relatively recent thing. Was that an environmental decision as well? About the same time. Yeah. Uh, yes, and it was. Um, the science for me seemed to make some sense. I tried it and it seemed pretty good. And, you know, I like vegetables anyway. And nowadays, vegan food in Ireland is super. Yeah. So, you know, I get to eat all the same stuff I used to eat. Um, unfortunately, I've gotten fatter. But I'll blame that on age, too. Um, But, you know, I mean, i got to say, you know, I do eat all the vegan donuts whenever I'm in a place. Look, no harm in that, in my opinion. Um, And and can I ask, because I know, like, I have this conversation with a friend of mine who's a vegan, and he keeps telling me, you should watch this, you should listen to this. And I'm like, I don't want to do that, because I know if I do, then I won't be able to go back, you know? (laughs) I'll have to do it, because once I know, I won't be able to unknow. Um, But is there anything that you miss from your previous meat-eating life? No. No, I think, uh, you know what, the thing is, that when I started, yeah, I was like, ooh, cheese, ooh, bit, oh, of, geez, bit of steak. Yeah. But you know what, the, everything has gotten so much better yeah. in the last few years. I don't even notice anymore. Yeah. Um, sometimes I go there and I'm like, hmm, shoes. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but the thing is, actually, even that's not an issue. No, life has become very simple in that respect. Yeah. And you know what, to be honest, um, I try and consume a lot less because yeah. I think, it's it's not about doing the right thing all the time. It's about doing better things yeah. most of the time. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's the thing. Um, so if everybody has to go on that journey, because I was always put off because people would scream at me and try and guilt trip me into being this, that, or the other. But that yeah. never worked for me. Yeah. I kind of had to find my own sort of. I had to find it myself, and mm-hmm. that's what I would encourage everybody else. Just try it. Do do some reading, see if it resonates with you. Yeah, yeah. And then, as I said, I'll never be able to go back. <laughs> yeah. um, so before I let you go, I know that your kind of lifelong passion is filmmaking, isn't it? That's correct. I have a new movie out right now. What's it called? Tell me the about green, it. The Green Sea. Uh-huh. And just a little caveat, every every penny that I make goes back into the rewilding. So if you like rewilding, you like environment, buy it. Okay, it wonderful. Help. Where can people find it? So it's VOD at the moment. So mm-hmm. it's YouTube. Uh, you can see it on Amazon Prime, mm. Google Play, 
Okay, super. Uh, Microsoft, all that good stuff. And I gather it was filmed kind of around on scene. It, so, so here's the thing. It was actually very inspired by the rewilding because I kind of write what I know. Yeah. And uh, these days I know a little bit about rewilding. So, um, so yeah, no, it was filmed here on the reserve, about 50%. The other half was Mullingar. Mm. And, um, yeah, no, it's about a writer who gets, uh, who's sort of trying to finish a second novel. Mm. And uh, her supernatural characters from her book come to life. Okay. And then she, they take her through a journey, and it's really weird, and uh, probably not for everybody, but it's, it's quite enjoyable. It's different. And sure, even if it's not for you, uh, every penny's going back into the rewilding. Exactly. So it's just exactly. a donation. Well, look, it's been absolutely fascinating to talk to you. Thank you so much. That's Randall Plunkett, 21st Baron of Dunsany. Um, I wish you the very best of luck with your continued efforts, and um, I think it's a brilliant thing that you're doing. Thank you so much. Come Thanks and visit so us. I'd love to. Thanks so much, Randall. Have a great All right. day. Catch you later. Bye. Cheers. Louise McSharry on 2FM.